Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. And I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person actually is. When it comes to the remote job space, this person's got it all. He's known as the remote job coach. Uh, He's an author of of a book that's launching next month, Remote for Life. He's an international keynote speaker. Uh, he's got online courses. He's he's done it all. So without further ado, let me introduce the one and only Mr. Jordan Carroll. Jordan, how are you? Oh, Jono, not Yono. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I am doing fantastic, my man. Catching me out here in Medellin in a beautiful night. I don't know if you can see the the, the stars and the Ooh. all the the towers of these homes. I mean, Medellin is a beautiful beautiful city and so when it when it's dark out like it is now you can see just the sprawling city for what seems to be miles because we're in the mountains so i'm doing great awesome awesome and for the for the listeners we're just rubbing it in you know we're just being like um yeah just just close your eyes and imagine if you're listening and that's that's what it would be like yeah no, I'm okay with rubbing it in a little bit. I mean, <laughs> as long as people take it as inspiration, that's that's, that's right. what we're here for, right? That's that's why you that's why you need a remote job, right? That's why I do it, man. That that being able to live wherever is a is a is a huge gift. I mean, it it comes with its own challenges, of course, but I don't think anybody's going to be sad to hear the challenges about that. <laughs> Yes. Well, well, um, let's dive into it, Jordan. Before we speak about like your actual course and, and that sort of stuff there, just let us know a little bit about what it is you do. What, what's the, what are remote jobs? What's the remote job coach? Let us know a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I basically create content courses and coaching programs for high performers looking to find a legitimate remote job that comes in all forms and sizes. People who are not working remote, who want to work remote, people that have a job right now, people who don't have a job right now people that are one year into their experience, people that are 20 or 30 years into their experience. What I've found over the past four or five years of doing this is that man remote work has gotten more and more popular and more and more people want it. And I was kind of in a good, good, you know, right place at the right time to be able to capitalize on my knowledge of being remote. I've been remote since 2013. So being able to use some of the the methodologies, the strategies to find remote work that I used, I was able to kind of parlay that into a business, which uh, has has been a lot of fun at the same time too. Awesome. Now, question with remote jobs. It's an actual, when you say remote jobs, it's a job, Mm -hmm. like you're remotely working for someone else, Mm -hmm. or does that also include, you know, starting your own online business and and that kind of stuff? What falls under your wheelhouse? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say more so, uh, the first part where, you know, people are looking for actual full-time work that they can um, get from an, an employer, but it's also looked like part-time work or freelance work. And then I have uh, consulted with people who want to start a remote business, usually in the coaching space. It's not something that I do as much. Uh, I've, I've focused, tried to put more of my focus on what I feel like is a more underserved niche, which is mm-hmm. how do you find a full-time remote job? Like a lot of people talk about how to 
start your own business and mm-hmm. be able to work from anywhere. But I've found that there is a entire subset of people that have no desire to work for yeah. themselves, but they actually have a desire to work for someone else. And, and again, that may look like part-time that may look like freelance work. That may look like full-time W2. If you're in the U S that's what we, that's what we have as a contract uh, type, but um, yeah, it's taken all forms of shapes and forms and sizes. And especially for your audience, I think what's interesting is finding that kind of niche where you feel like people are underserved. And then you're also getting a lot mm-hmm. of validation from, from that audience. And at the time I was getting a ton of validation before I started doing this by working another job. And so that's kind of how I parlayed into, into my course, which I'm sure we're going to get much more into. Yeah, for sure. And just before we dive into the course, there may be course creators listening to this that are like, oh, hold on. I didn't know this remote job thing was an option. You know, I wanted to, the reason I wanted an online course was because I wanted to work online and work from anywhere. But sure. you know, if there's an option to, to work for someone else, that sounds like a good deal. So if someone is listening to that, they're like, okay, you know, I mm-hmm. like what this guy's, or I'm interested to hear more about this remote job thing. Where would they go to hear more? Yeah, the remotejobcoach.com. It's a great place to start. And, and absolutely, I think you're right. I think what's more important is that people kind of listen to their intuition of what it is that you actually want. Like if you want to live around the world, make enough money to be able to afford, you know, afford the different travels that you have and um, do those types of things. It may be that creating a course is actually not a quick way to do that Mm. (laughs) because I don't know if uh, anybody here has tried to create a course and then had had absolute crickets, but it pretty much happens in every course creator that's Mm. ever created anything. Um, So I wouldn't uh, doing the course route is actually, what I, w- I would not consider that a shortcut to oh, no that way. lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I'll put those links down in the show notes. Uh, now we'll pivot a bit. We'll speak about your actual course there, Jordan. Let us yeah. know a little bit about that. I've, I've done a little bit of reading about yourself. Am I right in saying you started mainly consulting and then it led to an online course or let us know a little bit about that. How did the online course yeah. ID start or launch start? Sure. So back in 2018, I had an existential crisis. <laughs> That's the best way to start it. Broke up with my girlfriend, left Portland, Oregon, where I was living before, drove down into California and realized I want to travel the world. I want to go to, I was at the time I was looking at Europe. I was looking at Asia. I was looking at Latin America. I didn't know really where I wanted to go, but I found a company called Remote Year. So maybe some people will be familiar with Remote Year. Some people won't. Remote Year is an organization, a travel, it's like a travel organization that takes care of all of your logistics for traveling and working remotely for people that already have remote jobs. So if you have a remote job, you pay a Remote Year a monthly fee. They take care of your apartment. They find you a co-working space. There's certain events that are included every month. You have a travel, they have a, you have a team in every city that you go to and you go to a different country every single month with a group of people. That's awesome. So at the time I, yeah, I love the concept. I was like, dude, this is awesome. Like I actually, I was like, I want to work for this company. Like uh, that was my first thought. I was like, I want to work for them. And so in my head, I was like, how, how could I, what would be the best route to go work for them? I was like, maybe I should go do a program because who's going to know more about, about it than someone who's done it. And the job that I was looking for was a sales position with them to actually sell the program. So I ended up signing up for a program. I still had some savings. I still had kind of some freelance work I was doing at the time. 
when I left Portland, I also left my job. So I started picking up a few contracts and started doing some high ticket sales closing that was completely remote. And, and this goes back to like me being able to practice what I preach, right? Like the certain things that I teach in my course were things that I was doing along the way and just made sense to me that sometimes I realized doesn't make sense to other people. So one of the big things there was, Hey, if you want to work for a company, be their customer. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's kind of a simple concept, but like if there's any company that you want to work for, you should try to be their client if it makes sense, right? But if it's a tech company, for instance, there's a ton of freemium software out there with these tech companies. Like it would be weird if you had never tried using the product and you applied. Like to, I think that's crazy. I think yeah, it would be absolutely insane to take the time to apply to a company but have never used their product if they have a free product. Yeah, right? 100%. So, but but this this wasn't free. This was I was paying and I was digging into my savings. I was like, whatever happens, I'm ready to travel the world. And mm-hmm. even if I don't get this job, I'm going to go do it. But what happens is I go on the program. It's a four-month program. It was the first four-month program they'd ever offered. I go to four different countries in four months. Wow. Lisbon, Portugal, split Croatia, Czech, uh, Pro- Prague, Czech Republic, uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Wow. And by the end of that, I had done enough networking inside the company as a customer Mm. to be able to have my resume passed by two different people. That's awesome. I didn't, I never had to apply. It went straight mm. to the hiring manager. It was great. So I ended up working for this company called remote. You're selling the programs. Now, what was very difficult about selling the programs is that half, about half the people that called into us or set up calls with us about our programs were asking, Hey, do you guys give people remote jobs? Mm. So There's like this really weird part of our marketing that, that just the messaging Still, no matter how much we tweaked it to say, hey, like there's like a checkbox, like, hey, you confirm that you know that we don't give your own jobs. Mm. People would still come on these calls and be like, yeah, so like I have everything that I need except for a remote job. <laughs> like, yeah, that's kind of the main thing you need. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. So after having hundreds, if not thousands of these calls, I mean, we were doing, uh, we were judged based on our call output. And some of the times, you know, we were doing 50 to 80 calls a day. Wow. And uh, like outbound, you know, you're just ringing people that have signed up for our forms and stuff like that. But whenever we connect with people is like about 50% of the time, they're like, you guys give people remote jobs. And after I kept hearing that over and over and over again, I was like, mm. I want to start creating some resources for this. Yes. So it began as I'm just creating resources to help people in a job that I already have. But this whole thing was just validating, right? Yeah. Like it was continued validation of the need for people to understand how to find a remote job. Mm. So that would be one of the big lessons, right? Is like Bang figure on. out how it is that, yeah, figure out how it is that you can validate the actual need by talking to actual people. And I took notes on every single call I ever logged. So I had exact, and they were recorded. So I had exact terminology of what people Mm. were saying. And so what I started doing was when they said, Oh, like, do you have a remote job? I wouldn't just stop the conversation. I'd ask, ask them some follow-up questions. 
Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, what's your biggest challenge with finding a remote job? What's this? What's this? And ultimately, it actually worked in favor of remote year, too, because if someone wasn't in a position to do remote year, it was likely because they didn't have a remote job. So me helping them find one yeah. with the resources that I would send them was actually helping remote year. Because they can come back so a month were, later. Now I've got a job. Now I can do remote yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, rarely, rarely would it ever be a month later, just by oh, the way. Oh, wow. <laughs> before, okay. Wait, before, longer, before longer or shorter? Uh, longer longer oh, okay. finding gotcha. a job finding a job for a lot of people becomes a, a, a three to eight month process okay more gotcha. more more likely so just to make sure that people aren't expecting yeah, yeah, too yeah. much uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's, let's, it's let's, different for everybody but well let's spend a minute there because i think it's a very good sure, point sure. it's kind of like yeah there's two way or there's a few different ways to look at it but it's like if you're an online course creator and you've got say you've got a passion right i've got this passion mm-hmm. i want to create a course on this thing great. You can create an awesome course. It can be awesome. People can benefit from it. But if there's no demand for that course, it doesn't really matter how good the course is. It's going to be really, no. really, it's going to be really, really hard to sell it. Right. But you've almost gone yeah. the opposite way there, Jordan. You've been like, man, there's just all these people that are already asking me these questions. Let me just, in a nutshell, let me create this course that's going to uh, that there's already demand for, and then it's just right. so much easier to sell. And there's there's many different ways you can do it, but as a course creator, that's kind of the e- um, an, an easy start point there. Like instead of being like, all right, what am I good at? Let me create a course and try and put it out there. Great. W- what is there already demand for? What are people already asking? Exactly. And then let me just fit that demand. And if you can do that, it just becomes so much easier to sell the course. becomes easier, but it doesn't become easy. And mm. I think that's a big distinction because yep. even though I had all that validation, the first round of me building this course fell completely flat and mm. was awful. And, let's, and let's, yeah, just, yeah, let's, I'll, 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 so I'll continue to go through the story. So, so as I was continuing through remote year, I was getting all that validation. I was writing down all these resources that I was collecting. I was feeling really good about this stuff. And eventually I got to a place where I was like, man, like I, I want to do this as kind of a side business, like help mm. people find remote jobs and like more legitimately start to coach people and things like that. And I was like, I should make a course. So I go down the rabbit hole of making this course and I was using ClickFunnels at the time. And I don't know if you've ever used ClickFunnels for course building, but yeah. it is one of the most clunky and it shitty, yeah. uh, just build like course builders. It's not meant to be a course builder. It's meant yeah. to be a funnel solution and even at that, even as a funnel solution, I don't think it's that great. I think there's a lot of other tools that are better um, just in the, in the UI and, and stuff like that. So, so I built it on there and I had all this like bravado of like, Oh, like this is going to totally sell. And, blah, blah, blah. and uh, yeah, when it, when I launched it, just no one gave it, no one gave a crap. It's like, mm. damn, like what did I do wrong? And like, what, what, you know, why isn't this selling? And I was pretty sure like, I was just pretty sure that it was going to do well. And eventually I finally got the first couple people to, to purchase the course. But at that time I was still doing phone calls to sell it. So it was like more, more so setting up strategy sessions with people. Yep. And then um, what I found over time was that the course ended up becoming more of a supplement for my coaching programs rather than gotcha. uh, a course that sold by, it, by itself. Yep. So I took the first couple people through my coaching program where we'd meet once a week for a couple of months, whatever it was, and they get the course with the coaching program. And that way I wasn't going on to these coaching calls teaching. We were coaching because they had already watched the modules that I assigned them. Mm. But what I realized was 
after some time, I was like, it was out of order. <laughs> like, like, because I hadn't actually coached enough people yet to really understand the process mm. and the transformation I was taking them through, the course was actually done out of order. Yeah. This comes to another really important point is that especially in the first stages, but, but I think always when you're creating a course, you should create them as modular puzzle pieces rather than like, uh, so, so let me just give you the example. Like I was labeling them section 1.2, oh, 1.3. Yeah. Yeah. And I was saying it yeah. in my videos. Yeah. So I was like, welcome to module 1.4. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And so what happened was once I noticed it was out of order and I needed to put, I literally needed to put module seven before module four. Yeah. But everything in module seven, I was like 7.1, 7.2. It knocked off everything after that, so I had <laughs> I to completely, I had to completely, re- yeah. I had completely remade the course yeah. um, after that. But I don't know if you have more to say on that. But I'll stop well, for a moment. Let's let's spend a minute there. There's because there's a couple of good points. Yeah. Yes, I've made that mistake too. Um, because I think it's natural when you start in the course that you know the the first PowerPoint slide is you know module one, and that's kind of what I would say it as well. But it was even just on there on that slide. It was recording yeah. module one, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh man, I've yeah, so that's a good uh, lesson there. And it's like, I was speaking to someone about a year or two ago about this as well. She runs a Pinterest course, really, really awesome course. And she's and th- especially if you run like a social media type of course, because there's always yeah. things changing and coming out. Algorithms change. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, man, now I, she goes, if I didn't have those, I could have just taken out and, and put in, but now I've just got to do all this thing again. So I think that's a important point crazy i'll talk about another point as well just a a random one on here this is just a a pet peeve of mine that i hate i'm just curious to get your opinion jordan the actual like you know you do some courses and there's like kind of a a 10 second like a five second intro on it where it's like you know maybe some music and then the logo comes up you know Mm. and then they get into it there it just reminds me of that that's a personal pet hate of mine I'm just like, man, I need to see this intro every every single video here, you know? Cut it down and just get to the content. We're out of curiosity. Right. What's, what's your take on that? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Yeah, um, so I don't don't make it with an intro. Um, I understand why people do, and there's kind of like, this this maybe goes to another point that I want to make is that the content and the substance that that helps create the transformation is much more important than the actual production quality and mm-hmm. adding in all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So I actually thought at the beginning I was like I, w- I, I almost overthought how much stuff I needed, but mm-hmm. there was this quote. Um, I, I I'm trying to think if I remember it exactly. It was like the best way to teach is is um, the easiest way it's learned or something like that. Okay. Yep. So it's like yeah. the best way to teach is like give people what they need to learn it and there should be nothing else. Mm. And that's a very curious thought because when it goes into course production, I, I definitely can see how that's a pet peeve because I've taken a few courses where they have that introduction in every video mm. and it, yeah, it's that extra 20, 30 seconds. It's like, dude, 
just get me to the, I already seen this, like it doesn't add any value. So in, in every single module, every single thing that you create in a course, I, I think at this point, as I'm moving forward, especially with my course creation and, and updates and things I do, I'm always just like, is this absolutely needed? Mm. And if not, then why am I feeling like I need to put this in here? I'll, I'll piggyback off that as well. So what I found over the years as well, or, or if we go back even maybe 10 years ago, information was more valuable than what it is now. Because a lot of the information out there, you can find on Google for free anyway. What's more valuable yeah. now is time, right? Everyone's short on time. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, I yeah, could yeah. probably find a majority of this stuff in this course online if I watched every podcast Jordan was on and every YouTube video and every blog, but no one's got time for that. So it's kind of like the shorter, yeah, the yeah. better now. If you're comparing two courses, yeah, and one course 100%. is 10 hours and one course is five hours, a lot of people would prefer that five-hour course, even though it's less info, if it can still get them that end goal in half the time, it's more valuable there. So I think that's a, a good point. 100%. I want to circle back as well to a couple other um, things you mentioned there, Jordan. So I like the coaching first as well. There's many different ways that, that or many different versions people are on their, their online course journey. But I, in my experience, I found that's the best one. If you start doing one-on-one coaching first, because you just get to see yeah. all the problems. And I think a lot of people, when they start the course, it's, it's very much from themselves. It's like, hey, I've had this trance, almost like yourself. Jordan's had this this transfer. That's, yeah, exactly. Jordan's kind of learnt, you know, how he got the online, and he's like, "Great, this is going to work for everyone." And it may work for a lot of people, but it may not work for everyone. There may be things that you know Jordan did that other people didn't. So, and the only way to really find that out is to do hours and hours and hours of coaching. And the more kind of coaching you get, Absolutely. you know, the better you're like, "All right, cool. Now I know every trick in the book. If someone has this problem, this is the solution. This problem, yeah. this is the solution." So I think that's a good message for everyone listening as well. And it is, and I think this goes back to what you said earlier as well, where creating the course isn't necessarily a quick way to, to freedom. Cause it's kind of like, if you want to do yeah. it properly, you may need to spend a year or two years of like one-on-one coaching, just time, 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 time to yeah. get to that skill set to get that course really well. Um, so I think that's important for the listeners as well. If you're struggling on that side of things, you may have to go back a step first and do one-on-one coaching and I get it. It's not the the dream. It's not why you did the online courses, but it's almost like a step to get there. Uh, and then also, also similar to the sales calls, because it's a very similar journey to what I did myself as well. I was like, all right, let me sell this course via the phone, get on the phone and sell, get on the phone and sell, get on the phone and sell, get on the phone and sell. But that was also kind of like training. Because it was like, all right, right. Mm-hmm. Now I see every objection that someone has. Cool. Let me put this on the video. Let me put this on the landing page. All right. I see what everyone wants. What's the word in there saying? All right. Let me put this in the email. Let me put this on the um, the page there. So it's another thing as well where, you know, if you listen, this is a course creator, you might be like, man, you know, I'm not making any sales. Like it may be an idea to get on the phone. And once again, it may not be the end goal. It's not why you're doing it, but it's yeah. also a good learning experience there. Yeah, and taking the copious notes yeah. from what people are saying exactly, it just goes right into your marketing, right? Yep. And and there's nothing that replaces the real world experience of facilitating the transformation for somebody, like mm. being there to guide them to that, seeing what steps that they took. And what it what becomes interesting is, you know, you can even parlay that into a group program, which is what I eventually did. And then now you've got multiple reference points in one group 
that becomes even more strong to, to, to see how the dynamics play out and then what you can add into the course, or what you can take out or what becomes important, what becomes less important. So there's so many, yeah, there's so many ways to get those feedback loops, but if you don't have those feedback, feedback loops, it's often going to be just a waste of time, to be honest. Mm. Well, continue with your story there, um, Jordan. So you kind of launched it, didn't make a lot of sales at the start. Then you you kind of did a bit of coaching. You're getting on calls and the course was kind of a, a supplement yeah. there. When did it kind of change to you like, all right, right, now I can sell this course without the coaching and I can sell the course without getting on the phone? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, it primarily like over time, I, I had those first few clients that really showed me, okay, well, first and foremost, like the course is out of order. <laughs> so then I, I had to redo the course and I actually chose at that time that I was redoing it to change platforms. Gotcha. So I went from course, uh, from ClickFunnels to Thinkific. Gotcha. And then I had, uh, you know, using a traditional LMS, I was like, okay, this is going to be a better idea because I'm going to be able to use a, a platform that's more suited for what I'm looking for. And, and it's going to be a better learning experience, all that sort of stuff. And I also, at that time, I remember in the remote year ecosystem, I gave out my course for free to oh, like nice. 50 people yeah. or something like that uh, who were looking for jobs to give testimonials and also feedback. So yep. like, that was like a huge piece of the beginning. Yep. And a lot of the feedback was about the platform, right. And how clunky it was and how things were a little bit out of order. On and so I had, you have to also, too? no, no, this was, this was before yeah, I changed. Think of. Gotcha. Yep. So, yeah. So it was kind of like interesting to you, you, you got to lose your ego too, yeah. you know, in a way, because you, you can't be too attached to what you've created because it's just an un, it's always an unfinished product and mm. things are always going to change. So I went from that to got those testimonials, got the feedback and eventually changed to Thinkific. And there were parts I liked about Thinkific as far as the way that it functions as an LMS yep. and as it functions as a, as a, a, a learner, yep. I think it, it, it has a lot of benefits, but the landing page was terrible, yeah. right? Like the landing page builder and Thinkific yeah. is really bad and the marketing and, yeah. And just like, I didn't find that to be, and there was, you know, couldn't do the upselling and yeah. I was missing a lot of things yeah. from a traditional funnel. Yeah. And so, but I was still like, at the time I was still um, really leaning into my coaching programs being the, um, the main draw. And then I saw, I sold, you know, the course here and there as a downsell. Yep. So if somebody wasn't, good fit for the, the, the big the high ticket program, which at the time was like 2,500, 3,000 bucks. I would downsell them the course at like a thousand bucks or something gotcha. like that. Yep. Um, and 500 or a thousand bucks. I don't remember what it was, but the, the price continually changed and shifted. And I was like trying different you know pricing strategies and um, yeah, eventually like sold some, some there. And then uh, there's more to the story, but I don't know if you, you had something you wanted to add or ask, cause I saw you jotting some notes. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I was just, just going to add a couple of important things there. They're actually three different things, the testimonials and feedback. I think that's key for the listeners as well. Even if it is just for the, even if it is a free course. So if you're listening to this yep. and you're like, oh, you know, I want to launch my course soon, but I got no testimonials. Hey, start with, give the free course out, you know, even if it's your lead magnet and just have, um, have options there. The way I personally do it is at the end of every course, there's like a feedback form, a um, like a Google yep. sheet. And there's many different ways you can do it. I'll, I'll even start with the main course. With, with all my main courses, it's essentially like, hey, on a scale of one to 10, what would you rate this course? And then the next question is, if it's any less than 10, what could I have done to make it a 10? 
Now, I don't really yep. care what number they give me, whether it's one or whether it's 10. What I care about is that feedback. And whatever that person says, I'm going to add it in. Because it doesn't really matter how good I think the course is. What matters is how mm-hmm. good the students thinks it think it is, right? And for a start, not everyone is even going to fill out that feedback form, right? So if one person right. gives me that, that feedback there, chances are there might have been five or six other people that were thinking it or you know, didn't fill mm-hmm. out the form or, or didn't put it out. So that just speaks to your point of, of the constant improvement there. Um, and then other questions you can have on that feedback form as well, or other ones I include, is essentially like, what other topics would you like covered? And then that can give ideas and, and that sort of thing as well. I think feedback's key. And yeah, and, and testimonials as well. You know, what, what I like to do is I get the feedback first. And then if it is good feedback, I go back and reach out to the person. Hey, that was awesome yeah, feedback. Yeah. So glad you enjoyed it. Hey, you don't mind leaving me a review on, on Facebook, do you? He's a, he's a script you can use and, and that sort of thing there. So I think those that's some really good info you gave for everyone else. Even if they, they haven't launched the course yet, you can get feedback and testimonials from, from free versions there. And yeah, it's, it's, I just, it's interesting when you talk about click funnels and, and think iffy, cause I, I'm interested to hear what you use now. I think I know actually, but oh. I'm interested for the the users to hear that because that's common feedback with everyone where it's like click funnels is great for marketing, but it sucks for hosting a course. They have just released yep. a, a new software click funnels 2.0. That may be better. I haven't had a good play with it yet. Um, and then, yeah, similar with, with Thinkific, like really good for the, the course hosting, similar with a teachable. Both of them are amazing for the student, but their marketing is just so bad. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and I want to make one more comment about the, the feedback and the testimonials and all that stuff. My recommendation is to, to be as unscalable as you can at the beginning. Yeah. With inter- customer, intera- customer yeah. interaction. So yeah. upfront, if you're going to give out something for free, you are upfront getting the commitment of critical feedback as well as a, a testimony, a good testimony if they think it's good. Mm. It's like that's like an understanding that that occurs and a timeline in which their access will be available. Yeah, I've realized that's really important too because if you give someone forever oh. and you just give them lifetime access yeah. and you're giving them to, for free and you're not really guaranteed, you're not you're not confirming that you're going to get a testimonial or get the feedback, it's not going to work out. So I always think of okay. If I'm going to give this to you for free, then I'm going to give you two, you know, X weeks. Uh, we're going to have a call on this day. I get it on the calendar. That's awesome. Like in that moment, I'm like, does yep. this time work for you to do a recap? We're going to basically do, you know, potential testimonial if you thought it was good or, and, or, you know, critical feedback of things and just get that up front. Cause it's likely mm-hmm. in the beginning, you're going to know these people anyway. So it's yep. not like, like the best people to, to go find, to take the course at the beginning are people that, you know, yeah. you know, cause typically they're going to be more like find someone, you know, that also has the need yep. right? at the time. I knew a lot of people who had this need yeah. and it was like tons of people were hitting me up like, Hey, how did you find a remote job? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, like I've got, <laughs> I've got some ways. So I think that that's the unscalable part Yeah, is really yeah. important in the beginning. hundred percent. And I'd even put that with, that's kind of my whole business model. Like when starting off, make it as unscalable as possible. And then once you've got these systems fine-tuned, okay, cool. Yeah. Now how can I get that out and make it more scalable? How can I get that out and make it more scalable? And I think that's a good message for course creators as well because I'll speak to a, a lot of course creators that have never sold a course, right? 
And they're kind of like, yep, I know how I'm yeah. going to do it. I'm going to run um, a Facebook ad to my automated webinar. And then someone's going to click this button on my automated webinar. And then that's going to put them through this email chain. And then they're going to, you know, buy this email chain and they get um, your automated access out there. And like, that's great if you can get it together, but that's super hard to do from the start. What's like way easier yeah. is, all right, cool. Let me do coaching. Let me sell via a phone call. Okay, cool. Now, maybe I don't need to do the coaching. Now, it can be the course there. Okay, cool. Let me remove the phone call. Okay, now let me now let me do the webinar live. Okay, now let me do it automated. Like, I'm all about as, as unscalable as as at the start, and but also with a plan. Don't just lock yourself in so you're going to yeah, have to yeah. always do those things there. Like, have your plan, but be unscalable at the start, and then slowly take one thing out yeah. once you've got that mastered. That's That's my take on it. 100%. And you're going to, you know, that plan's going to change. <laughs> like yeah. you, you're going to think that you're going to think that you've got the master plan, but you don't. Uh, yeah. the, the market's going to give you feedback. People are going to give you feedback and you're going to have to adjust and adapt. And that's, that's kind of where I went with it. It was like, I was realizing that the course was best as a supplement to coaching um, at the time. And I was like, okay, well, eventually I want to move out of only coaching. And I realized that there was a lot of people I would talk to that wanted a lower, uh, a lower tier option, right? Because at uh, over time, coaching was becoming more expensive with me. Now it's like two months is $5,000. Um, but at the time it was like, you know, 20, going up from 2,500 to, to 3,000 to 3,500. The start, I was starting to value my time more. And I was also getting a lot more really good testimonials and I, I was delivering, you know, it was, it was like really getting transformations for people. And yeah, eventually it was like, how can I create ease in the, in, in the, and make a more frictionless buying process too for people? And how can I create the messaging that they're not going to need to be on a call with me or they're not going to need any of this other stuff? Um, and all of my sales with my courses have been organic. I haven't run any paid ads um, to it in particular. Uh, I do do some sequences, like I do opt ins where they'll uh they'll opt into the free version of the course and so eventually what happened was and i don't know if you knew this but i, I transferred over to kartra so i use kartra yeah, now yeah, yeah. um give that a plug because what i a, love about yeah sorry go continue yeah what i love about kartra is it's literally just kind of an all-in-one yeah business management platform they have uh not only the course course area but they have you know like what they call membership area but they have emailing, they have, um, you know, lead, any type of lead management. They have really good analytics. They've got a help desk feature. They've got landing pages. They got everything. Like it's all in one and it's one price. And I basically, dude, I, at the time, I went from, I think, seven different platforms yeah. to Kartra. Yeah. I was like connecting my email. Yeah. I was at ConvertKit. Yeah. Uh, Thinkific. Yeah. Uh, I had a webinar. I had a webinar. Yeah, a webinar software. Yeah. I had this or that. And it's just like, man, mm. how can I make this fucking simple? Mm. So the the big takeaway from here is lean in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Like as lean as possible. Yeah. And as simple as possible. Not yeah. having to connect all these different softwares. Use one thing yeah. that that does it well. Um, one guy who talks about this, who I really love and does this better than I think anybody else right now is uh, Justin Welsh is his name. Um, and so if you go to Justin Welsh on LinkedIn or on his website, you'll see his courses, just like we talked about earlier, they're two hours each. Mm. 
And like, if I were to remake my course now, I would only make it a couple hours. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's way too long. Like eventually I'm going to, since I've been writing the book, I've kind of, um, I've added, added, added the necessary updates, but I'm basically going to have probably a big overhaul next year of my course and make it, uh, make it at least probably half as short mm. with just the most important stuff and then have a bunch of bonus content. But, um, yeah, dude, he creates two hour courses and just, you know, like has only two of them and he's done mm. over, I think he's done over one and a half or 2 million in the past year off that, mm. of just those two courses. Yeah. And so it's like, it's really cool to see someone who's really simplified it. Mm. And if I were to redo it, those were the things I would do is like, I would find the most simple way to, yeah. to give the transformation in the shortest amount of time with the cheapest and leanest software. Yeah. And that first version of it would be so basic and I would mm. give it to a few people and just get that feedback or sell it like really cheap yeah. and just get that feedback. And then if I was a first time course creator yep. and then I would just go from there. Yep. Yep. I, I love that point of the all in one to start with. Like I've made that mistake as well. And most people do, to be honest. And th there's a couple things there. He here's the thing, right? It's, it may not even be the cheapest at the start because I think you probably could do it for free if you were like, well, look, I'll use the free version of Thinkific and then the free version of MailChimp and then, you know, the free version of this, yeah. or, you know, the 10 buck thing here. And maybe you could get it for free or for 10, 20 bucks if you use three different ones. But there's a couple compared to, I don't know what, 50 bucks, 100 bucks a month for Kartra or whatever. Um, there's, I'm also a fan of New Zendla, which I think is 60 bucks a month for an all-in-one there. So if you just look at it like mm. that, you can be like, well, hold on, I could get it for 20 bucks here if I use all these different ones or 60 bucks here. There's a couple things with that. It's way harder if you use all those individual ones, especially if you're not good with tech. Different story if you've been at it a while and you, you know what you're doing. But like to use all those different ones, it's really, really hard. But also those free ones will only get you so far. It, and even that they'll also yeah. kind of be tailored as well. Like I think Thinkific's a good at example. At some point, yeah, at some point the integration, like at some point you're going to have to integrate or you're going to have too many fields or you're going to have, yeah. you're going to go past the limits and then you're going to end up upgrading all of them anyway. Yeah. Well, I think Thinkific's a good example because it's kind of like last time I checked, they've got a free version, but it's kind of like you've got one course and you know, there's no order bumps or subscriptions or payment plans or upsells yeah. or whatever. So it's like, great, you start with that free one. But now all of a sudden, you know, you've got another course. So you've got one free course and one paid course. So now you're going to upgrade from the free to the 50. But now you want payment plans and subscriptions. Now you're going to upgrade that to, you know, 150. And then now all of a sudden, you know, you've got a couple hundred contacts. So, you know, you're not free on the, the email anymore. Now it's a couple hundred bucks over there. And now you need to use Zabia to integrate them. And now you've got all these zaps coming through. So it's a couple yeah. hundred there. And like, it can vary. And then that gets complicated. It gets complicated. Zaps start and, not working. Yeah, yeah. You There's forget. more things. And you literally, more you literally just forget which ones you have. Yeah, oh, 100%. And that can, that can um, go from free to a thousand or a couple thousand very quickly. Whereas the all-in-ones, you know, you pay that one fee and then you, you set there. So I think that's a, a good point there. Yeah. And, and just being in the Kartra ecosystem, what's nice about it is it recognized, I mean, the difficult part about the analytics, for instance, of using different platforms is you're having to cross-reference analytics from one platform to another and just see how is it that the lead flow is happening between the two and like, how is it recognizing that this person did this here and Kartra has it all in one. So it's like, it's so much easier for me. 100%. Whereas... Yeah, before it was, uh, it was a nightmare. Yeah, absolute nightmare.
agree. But um, so okay, continue on with the the story. So you had people yeah, kind of so, say, say want the lower lower price yeah, options. Uh, well, I just have I just have more people that were they were needing the transformation. They didn't have the money for the coaching. I didn't necessarily have the lower tier option that could give them that, but I had this digital course as an asset. And I was like, okay, I've tried to split this out before. It didn't really work. How is it that it's going to work this time? But eventually where I got with my um, kind of like my mindset around it was my testimonials are so good at this point that all of my prices should be on my site, for instance. Mm. Cause like before I would take people to a phone call, even for my high ticket, and I wouldn't have the price on there. And it wasn't always just because of some manipulative sales tactic. It was literally because I would change the price gotcha. every six months, yeah. you know, or so. So I, what I didn't want is someone to like see the price and then they, they wait, they get on my email list. And then six yeah. months later, I've changed the price to a thousand dollars more. Exactly. And then they're like stuck in their head with what the they price was. And, yeah, they but, valued it at two thousand because yeah. they saw it at two thousand. They're expecting yeah. that now it's three. Oh, I'm going to pay three thousand for that. Yeah, but I got over all that shit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't care anymore. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Whatever the price is on my site, that's the price. And if it changes, it changes, and that's fine. So what I've done now is I've segmented everything so that I don't take calls anymore, and I've really kind of valued my time. And I think there's also there's also a mindset that goes along with this where there's some, some, not only some faith involved, but also after so much work that I've put in to like get the really good testimonials to like drive the social proof, to, to create content all the time, to point to my offerings. Um, that's allowed things to be a little bit more automated. Whereas like, you know, this morning you get the emails where someone's bought the course and I you know, haven't, haven't done anything. Uh, they've entered a free uh, opt-in for like the, I basically offer the job board and offer um, like a, like a private job board and offer something, offer the first four modules of the course. And that's something cool in Kartra is that you can create different mm -hmm. plans that restrict access uh, to certain modules. So I have people that go on the free plan they get the first four and they can see the titles of all the other modules, but they can't access them. So then they'll get a, they'll get an automatic coupon that comes to them for a limited time. It works for seven days. And then they're able to buy at that lower, even, even lower price as a sense of urgency, or, you know, they can also buy the deep dive, which is like a couple hours of coaching with the course, or they could buy the, um, the, uh, the high ticket. So, um, so yeah, having that just all on my site and, and more so focusing on how do I create content that gets the eyeballs to the site and, how do I create the, the, uh, the freebies that I have that push them through a sequence? Like that's kind of where I'm at now is doing it that way. And yeah, there's, there's much less resistance and then there's no phone calls. Like I'm not having to be on phone calls, which is what my main, my main goal was. Mm. So the strategy at the moment is essentially you'll publish content on social media that gets, you know, people interested. There'll be some sort of free opt-in lead magnet there. Someone will mm -hmm. enter their details. They then go through like an automated email chain to purchase your, yep. your course in a, in a nutshell. Uh, correct. But there's also kind of a longer game where they're sent my free resources page. My free resources page takes them to uh, through a step-by-step -step process where it's like, hey, first thing is 
get access to my newsletter where every week I send you remote jobs. The second step is go to the Facebook group and join the group. Now you're in the group. Uh, and then the third step is like, watch the webinar. The webinar will have all of my methodology on it. It will talk about exactly how I teach remote jobs. The X amount of step, the step after that is join the free version of the course. So you can check out the first four modules. It's very intentional of like, if you go to my site and you go to the free area, it just walks you through step-by-step. Step. Like, here's what I'd recommend for people, but you could always just go to the bottom and, or go to the paid stuff right at the top as well. Gotcha. Love it. Okay. Couple quick fire questions, Jordan. Um, social media platforms. There's so many of them out there. What are your favorite? Do you focus on one? Do you focus on two? Do you focus on all of them? What do you do social media wise? Yeah. LinkedIn is probably my favorite because um, I was able to grow there the, 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 the largest and it's often where people are looking for jobs. So yeah. uh, I've been able to come up with some processes to create content on LinkedIn pretty uh, consistently where I post five times a week and I spend maybe 15, 20 minutes on creating content a week on it. So that's been pretty, been pretty cool to get, get that process down. But I am everywhere. Like if you look on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel. That's a big focus for me right now. I, I just passed like 3,000 subscribers. Ooh, um, well done. Yeah. Ooh, wow. Crazy. Uh, but I, yeah, you know, getting, seeing, like actually being monetized on YouTube and actually getting a paycheck from YouTube every month has been like a game changer where yeah. my mindset is like, oh, wow. If I just get a couple more bomb videos, like that replaces a lot of, even need for course sales or even need for this, mm -hmm. but it also becomes a gateway to the course sales. And it also becomes a gateway to the book sales and it's, you know, quote unquote free advertising. Uh, obviously it makes, it takes money to create on YouTube, but um, they're just kind of evergreen things that continually push traffic to the website and to all the other stuff. So, uh, so I'd say that those two are the main focus LinkedIn and YouTube. Uh, but I'm also on this early journey of like, reconsidering how short form is 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 going to be really great and mm -hmm. tiktok and that sort of stuff so i've i've had a couple videos on there uh and then i i kind of stopped but i'm here with uh i actually live with a buddy of mine who does a bunch of short form and we're we're trying to keep each other accountable to to making that making that happen but i want to create the processes that make it easy because i think it there's a lot of resistance sometimes with that stuff gotcha okay um, in terms of sales, you've kind of covered a little bit of what you do there. In terms of um, software, you've also covered a little bit of, of what you do there. So my next question, Jordan, is around mentors. So you're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there that want to uh, have remote jobs. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been like in the online business or online course space. Yeah. And if you, could, if you could answer this in a few different ways, if you could give us like a paid mentor, so someone that you've paid money to, you've done their course or their coaching program, yep. an unpaid mentor, someone you haven't paid, but you follow them on social, listen to their podcast, whatever it may be. Uh, and then a book that you recommend everyone should read if they want to be successful in the online course space. So paid, mm, unpaid, okay. book. Yeah. Uh, so paid would be Justin Welsh, who I already mentioned. Just like I actually did a, I paid to have just do a one hour call with him once, mm -hmm. uh, which was a thousand, a thousand bucks. Yep. And now it's up to two. Yep. So he charges quite a, quite a, quite a bit for the, the hour long, but I also have taken both of his courses. Courses are, are, are phenomenal. They're both about 
creating content in general. Um, not necessarily about creating courses, but he brings in a lot of the elements of like, uh, you know, like you can, you can see how he's created a course by taking his course and just be like, Oh, this is fucking genius. <laughs> so uh, I love that. Um, I'm going to skip ahead to the books because I think that's more obvious to me initially is all of Russell Brunson's books. Oh, yeah. Like, even though I, I've talked, even though I've talked crap about, uh, I've talked a lot of shit about the uh, uh, click funnels, his books are so practical and simple that it's just, there's just things that I think every basic course creator should know. Yep. about how to get traffic and about how to sell and about how to use, how to find demand. Um, so that's traffic secrets, um, uh, expert, expert secrets. I think there's one more uh, online. So there's it's like three one. different, three different books. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. I can't remember his first one. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, and let me add one more of a guy who dot i dot com dot com secrets had, it was dot, dot com, com secrets, secrets. Yeah. yeah 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 another guy who i actually do recommend that i have paid to take his course and it's the best course that i've ever taken was uh tiago forte of building a second brain was the course in cohort that i took so basically it's all about uh capturing and utilizing digital information and just the way that he ran his cohort, I mean, he ran a cohort-based course, but it was just like, oh my God, it was so good. Like, so good. Um, trying to think of who else I really look up to in this space that I haven't paid is kind of more of a distant. I mean, Russell Brunson is one of those, mm. um, but more so for the the books on like the traffic and things like that. Mm. Uh, um well, while you're thinking there, I'll give my two cents on on Russell Brunson because I'm a huge fan of his as well. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a there's a yeah, couple. Yeah. So I also started on ClickFunnels, had my first course on there as well, uh, and this was you know 2014 I think something like that. And they were so far yeah, in front yeah. of the game back then, you know. Like now, other other right, mobs right. have come along, and I can kind of see they've just ripped off the the ClickFunnels kind of system, the drag and drop, you know, the the funnels yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. So I think. Like ClickFunnels were really good back in the day and just, you know, like, like anything in, in life, you know, competitors come up and they do it a bit cheaper and they, you know, leverage of, of what you've already done. Um, but in terms of like what Russell Brunson's done so well is he's created a whole movement around it, right? Like if most people listening to this will know okay, yeah, ClickFunnels, yeah. that's Russell Brunson. I don't know who's the owner of Teachable or Thinkific or Kartra or anything like that. Right, uh, right. On top of that, I just got back from his live event a couple of weeks ago, right? Funnel Hackers Live. I traveled from Sydney to Orlando, Florida to go to that wow, event. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you went. <laughs> there were 5,000 people there, right? He's created a movement around the software that's made it just so much more than a software. And he's got affiliates and raving fans and coaching programs. And he's kind of in the position now, like ClickFunnels is just one of his, his things, you know? He's got so many different things going on, but like For sure. the, the whole movement is what he's done. Amazing. So I think he's, I think he's probably the best marketer in the world, yeah, to be honest. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, I'm glad I mentioned him. Then. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. So, okay. So you, you've mentioned, I figured, obviously- out the, I figured out the last one. Yep. Uh, Sonny 
Lenarduzzi. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. So She's I'm, great. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story with her. So I've done her course. Oh, um, you've got stories with everybody. Who yeah, yeah. well, so I met her uh, originally at a at a convention in the US as well, a couple of years ago. Um, mm. Traffic, what was it? Yeah, Traffic and Conversion Summit. All right. And she gave a presentation on YouTube and she's like, all right, you know, here's the, the blurb that I recommend you start at, at the, you say at the beginning of every video. And I'm a big note taker. So, I, you know, I wrote it down word for word. And then at the end of her presentation, she's like, all right, let me do a test. Who can come up here and, you know, regurgitate the the intro that I gave with their business? And if you do, I'll give you a hundred US dollars. And I just put my hand straight up. She called me, I brought my notebook up and I just, you know, nice. read it and replaced, replaced, you know, the, the business things or whatever. And then she gave me a hundred US dollars. So I got a photo of me and Sonny Lenarduzzi um, of her handing me a hundred dollar okay. note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a hundred, hundred, hundred bill. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. that's hilarious, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. If, you, if you're listening to this, you can check it out on my Instagram. I've still got it up there. Um, oh, okay. and I was also, I was also going to want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll even share it now while, while you're on the screen here. So um, yeah, I was also going to say with Russell Brunson's book, Expert Secrets, that's essentially like how to launch an online course. You may not be able to, to yeah. see it from the 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 name, but like the system he goes through, yeah. like if you just follow that system there, it's, it's you know, th that's how you launch and sell your online course from doing the research and doing the first one free and getting the feedback. And so I recommend everyone read that. Um, yeah. So uh, Jordan, you mentioned if someone's looking for a remote job, the best thing to do is go to the remotejobcoach.com and I'll put the link down mm -hmm. below. Um, Jordan's book is also coming out next month. You can get it on the website as well. If someone wants to follow you personally, Jordan, and just kind of follow your journey, you mentioned LinkedIn. Is that the best for someone yeah, yeah. That, that even if they're not looking for a remote job, they just want to see what you're doing? LinkedIn's still the best option there? Yeah. Yeah. LinkedIn's probably the best option or Instagram as well. And both of those are on my website on the bottom. So you can find them in the footer. Awesome. Awesome. Um, well, Jordan, that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover for today. Is there anything I should have uh, asked you but didn't or anything you want to finish us off with? I think finishing off is just going back to summarizing, keep it simple, keep it lean, keep it short. At the beginning, especially, I mean, you're going you're gonna to love yourself for doing those things because the validation, uh, once it comes, if it does come, is just so much easier when you've kept everything as minimal as possible. Yes. Oh, there's your hundred. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so if I was a bit distracted, I, I was looking for the photo. I'm like, oh, it's not on my Instagram, but but here it is there. Me with I'm just showing for the listeners, I'm showing Jordan live on my screen here. That's great, man. Love yeah, it. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Jordan. Well, hey, thank you very much for your time. All right, Jordan. Take care, man. See ya. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show.